questions today. Anybody dealing with some stuff? You know, yeah, you know, the thing of it is, is you don't have to be super spiritual to know that. You know, I sense by the Spirit of the Lord that people are struggling in this place today. Well, duh. If you're a human on this planet, you're struggling with something, right? If you're feeling overwhelmed, you're in the right place today. Now, here I'm going to ask you a question, and this, this question, I, I've, I've wrestled with this for, for a couple of weeks now. How big is God in your sight? Do you know there's too many times that we limit God by our own minds, by our own thoughts? Um, do you know how big or small you make God could determine your level of faith? Do you know that God's only as big or small as you think he is? We are really limited by our minds sometimes. And I don't know about you, but me. You got something you want to say? You need prayer? Come on, let's pray for this gal. All right. Now listen, don't think that this is strange. This is going to be a common thing, okay? People are going to come, and they've got broken, brokenness and shatteredness and this and that, and we would be ill-advised to just dismiss that and move on. Let's deal with people's problems. If not here, then where, folks? Okay? So don't think that, that you know, I'm... I'm so arrogant to think that what I've got to say is more important than what that young lady needs right there. And so, so don't get all weirded out. Oh, my God, what's going on? Guess what's going on? Life. And what we do as Christians is just what we do. We minister to people. We try to help people um, to, to all we can. So, listen, I, 
don't let that affect you. That doesn't affect me one bit. You know what I say? Praise God that he counts us worthy enough that people can walk through this door and feel that they can be broken and not be ashamed of it, and they can get help. So, you know, don't, 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 you really didn't need to get all quiet. You could have just prayed and prayed in tongues and done all, it's, it's all good. It's all okay. We're good. So, just want you to know that, that uh, nothing wrong here, nothing in error here. Um, it's just the way, that's just the way a book of Acts church should look like sometimes. Amen? So, all I can say is get used to it because it's a coming. Because I'll tell you what, the people that are going to be coming through the door, they don't know anything about church etiquette or how they're supposed to be or this, and they just say, hey, man, you tell me I can get healed, I can get something here to get fixed, I'm a coming, as is. And guess what? We're going to love them right where they're at. And if you want the prettied up, fancy church, <laughs> then you're in the wrong place. Now, God is bigger. How big is He in your sight? And I want to start in Mark 11. And it says... For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believe those things which he says, it will be done. God is big enough to move that mountain. Now, here's one of the problems we have. In me, I have this same problem. I am a guy that's pretty strong-willed, and I can do some stuff, right, on my own. And what I tend to do is I tend to... Basically, what happens to me when I finally get in faith, I am physically and emotionally exhausted. There's nothing left. I have done it all I can in my own strength. Finally, I say, I can't do this anymore, God. Can you? And he says, yeah, I've been waiting for you to get done. Instead of going to him first, I go to him last. Because in our own minds, we think that if we can't figure it out or we can't fix it, it can't be done. And God is way bigger than that. We need to begin to put God in His bigness in our circumstances and quit looking at the circumstances so big and God so small. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Now, you can endure, let me put it this way, you can endure all things through Christ who strengthens you. You can. And so we've got to get this in our heads and in our hearts. You know what? Being a Christian doesn't mean you're going to have one of those Oh, I'm hopscotching down the street days every day. Oh, everything's great. I wake up in the morning. Wow, I love everybody. Everybody loves me. I got the rose-colored glasses on. doesn't always work that way. But I know that God is big enough to strengthen us to get through all of it. How big is God in your sight? And so I'm going to talk a little bit about a story you guys know very well. I'm going to go to Numbers chapter 13 and verse 25. They returned from exploring the land at the end of 40 days. And they came to Moses and Aaron and the entire community of the Israelites in the desert of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back word to them and to all the community that they showed them the fruit of the land. And it was big. And they told him, We came to the land that you sent us, and it is flowing with, of milk and honey and with its fruit. Now, we're talking about the promised land. God brought them out of Egypt through the Red Sea gave them manna, gave them water from a rock. They get right to the place where the promises of God are going to be fulfilled, and they say, we can't do it because there's people there that are bigger than we are. The problem's too big. Now, don't get all pious and high and mighty because we do the same thing every day. God, this problem is way too big for you. 
This is all too big. There's no way we can do it. So guess what we do? We leave the promises of God, the promised land, if you will, because we think that this issue, this situation, this thing is too big for this. We get right to the point where God's saying, enter into this blessing. No, the enemy pops something up and, oh. So let me, here's, here's what it says. Yet the people who are inhabiting it are strong, and their cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of the Anakites there. The Amalekites are living in the land, the Hittites, the Jezebites, the Amorites. They're living in the hill country. The Canaanites are living at the sea. There is a mess. There's a lot of problems, God. Do you see the problems? Let me tell you something. You turn on the news today. You know things are bad. Do you know who is not surprised? God. Jesus isn't up there saying, I didn't see that coming, God. Did you see that coming? I didn't know that was going to happen. What shall we do? No. He knows the beginning from the end. And guess what? He has a plan and a purpose, and it's a good one for each and every one of us. Do not let circumstances or, or anything that you're dealing with be bigger than God. Put God in that situation and make him as big as he is. And this goes for I don't care how old you are. Listen, I got a teenage daughter. Who? Teenagers. There's, I mean, your problems seem like they're monumental, and to you they are. But to me, I've got my own, and I look at your problems and say, what, are you kidding me? But, I mean, to them they are. To me, I've got some major mountains in my life. And, and, people, can, and people can say, well, it's not a big deal to me. But it is to me. Yeah. So we've all got these mountains. We've all got these circumstances in too many times. And, and this is because, because of the way I'm built, I guess. If I can get my hands on it, I can fix it. How many circumstances are we in? That we, can get our, we can't get our hands on it. We can't fix it. And we have got to trust God to be big enough to do it for us. But the first thing we reach for is fear, anxiety, anxiousness, doubt, unbelief. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, when's the other shoe going to drop? Oh, the devil's after me. You know what? The devil should be saying, God's people are after me. Because we serve a big God. He's not some... Listen, this is the God that created that turkey. And it's like a lot of fathers say to sons, God brought him into the world, God's going to take him out of the world. It's already been written. And he guessed, and that's the kicker. He gave you and me the authority to send him out too. Right out of, the, right out of our lives. Out. Now, the thing is, is what we like to do is we like to speak to the obstacle and say, get out of my way. And sometimes... The Lord deals with you and changes your attitude. And once your attitude and your heart changes about something, that circumstance is completely different. But the first thing we want to do is get them out of here. When God's maybe saying, maybe you need to get something out of here. Because it's happened to me in my life. Things didn't change, but all of a sudden God changed my heart. And all of a sudden I look at that circumstance very differently. And all of a sudden, you know what? It's not a mountain or an obstacle anymore. I've overcome it. I've overcome it. So, but here's what I like. And Caleb silenced the people before Moses said, surely let us go up and let us take possession over it because surely we will be able to prevail over it. How many of you can say 
that this Word of God absolutely works. Absolutely, we know it does. Now, does it always work in the time frame we want it to work in? Probably never. And if, I, if, if you're allowed to ask questions when you get to heaven, that's the one I've got. God, I know you were never late, but you were never early. What is the deal? You were always right on time, but it was never early enough for me. You know, why is it you've got to, you know, like, that's it. I'm going under for the last time, God. Now I got you. Usually it's because I don't make him first in the circumstance. I try to fix it. And there's some things God's going to acquire you, acquire you to do. Acquire. Require you to do. Absolutely. we got to do our part. But in the midst of it, are you making God bigger or smaller in your circumstance? God can't fix this. God can fix this. But the men who had gone up with him said, we're not able to go against them because they're so big. So two men saw the bigness of their God. An entire nation saw God as too small. Are we doing the same thing today? Now listen. These promises of God are yes and amen. And so when you've got a circumstance... You need to get in the Word. You need to find a Word. And if, if it's not a Word that specifically speaks to that issue, it may speak to your heart. And you need to stand on that. It will give you strength and give you encouragement to be able to stand against this thing. And I promise you the circumstance will change. Whether that absolutely can, changes or your heart changes and you see it different, but there will be a breakthrough. You will overcome because our God is bigger than the circumstance, the, the bondage, that you are in, he is bigger than that. Will you let him be? Okay, so now we've got to understand the power that we have in Christ. And, and this is going to sound funny with, this, with, with what I just said. Understand the power you have in Christ. But as many as received him, to them he gave them the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. If you are a born-again believer, you have asked Jesus Christ into your heart, and you are a follower of Christ, you are born of God, and guess what? You have all the rights of the family. Now, my son is 22, 23, 24, 20-something. 20 He's 20-something. And... and and he's married, he's got his own house, and guess what? He's got his own refrigerator. And yet, he comes to my house, goes to my refrigerator, and eats my groceries. And he's a big kid, and he eats a lot. You know why he can do that? Because I'm his dad, and he has every right to everything that I have. We are children of God. We have a right to all the power, all the authority that is in the kingdom. It's ours as well because we are heirs. Yeah, you can clap for that. We have right to be children and all the power that goes with it. So, and then in Romans 8:11, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Now, I'll tell you what, there's some times I get up in the morning and I need that Spirit of God to 
quicken my mortal body because I'm like, ooh, yeah, maybe I am 54 years old this month. You know, you're kind of feeling it. But the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us. That's some power. And so we need to start seeing God as bigger than our circumstance. We need to see God bigger than the problems. Again, you turn on the news and it looks like, man, the world is absolutely falling apart. Because people ask me, I don't know what the world's coming to. I say, I do, an end. It's coming to an end. I don't know where the world's going. To hell. As we know it. But let me tell you something. If you are in Christ, a believer of Jesus Christ, a follower of Jesus Christ, this life on the planet is the only hell you will ever have to endure. This is as bad as it gets. But let me tell you, on the flip side of it, if you don't know Jesus Christ, this is the only heaven you'll ever experience. And if this is heaven, let me off now. God is bigger than our circumstance and our problem. The problem we have to understand is that, the problem we run into with our minds is, is we think a lot of times that we serve a God of, you know, right now. It's got to be done right now. God, I prayed and it didn't happen yesterday, so where are you? Why have you forsaken me? I want you to think about some of the, some of the saints in the Bible. Poor Noah. Hey, build a boat. It's going to rain. 120 years later, it rained. 120 years he was faithful. 120, yeah, I, that's what I like to say too. 120 years he was faithful. That was a big boat to take that long to build. But now, my, my point is this. That obstacle had to be seen way bigger than a man. And you're going to collect two of every kind. How am I going to do that? Let me tell you something. If it had to have two spiders, two spiders were not getting on that boat with Scout Hester. <laughs> We'd have a spiderless world. Ain't happening. No, no, no. Snakes? I'd have taken care of the snake problem long ago. All right? That was, way, that was an obstacle. God was bigger. The only way I can see it is God lined it up, and he opened the door, and they started coming. You know, I mean, I don't think he was out there with his little butterfly net. <laughs> the same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us. And in Matthew 10, 1, and when he called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. If you're a disciple of Christ, you have that same power. Yes. But we've got to make God bigger in all of our circumstances. And it doesn't mean that it's going to happen overnight. Because I remember, man, I got born again. I went to Bible school three years. And I was like, well, I'm going to go to Bible school. I'll get through my third year of Bible school. And the phone's going to ring off the hook. And I'm going to have an international ministry. Everybody's going to want me. Nah, huh? 20 years later. It was all 20, almost 25 years when we, we stepped into the ministry as a pastor. And, and that was the last thing I ever wanted to do. You know, because I had had people before approach me about pastor, and I said, You're crazy. I want a pastor. There's people there, man. Let me just come in and preach and make everybody happy and leave. Leave you with the headaches. All right? 
But sometimes his timing isn't our timing. But it doesn't make him any less big in your circumstance. Not one less. One, not, not one bit less. See, we've got that same power. And in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, it says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Listen, the power of God, he is bigger. It's in us. See, David understood how big God was. In 1 Samuel 17, 34, David said to Saul, Your servant used to keep his father's sheep, and when a lion or a bear came and took the lamb out of the flock, I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it rose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. A whole nation was stopped because one giant stood there and said, I'll kill you all. Send out your champion. Oh, and then he mocked him and laughed at him. One boy said, my God, understood the bigness of his God and said, guess what, dude? You're going down today. Because you're not defying me. You're defying God. He's that big. God is the biggest dude on the block. What are we afraid of? I'm going to tell you. Listen, I understand this because I, I, I ride my bike and I run and there's this one certain corner I go around and these people have got this, more, it's a giant. It's a beautiful Doberman Pinscher, but it's a giant, man. A giant. And let me tell you what, people tiptoe around that yard because the biggest dog on the block lives there. And I mean, they've got an electric, you know, an electric fence type thing and a collar for him, and, but he'll come out. He's a pretty nice dog, but you don't know that. I mean, the first time I just about fell off my bike. So I thought, I'm going to get eaten by a dog today. God is big. And let me tell you what, every time I go by there, I'm kind of looking. Is he out? Where is he at? I know he won't hurt me, but I'm still looking for him. That's how the enemy and how our circumstances be looking at God. Oh, is he out? Okay, well, there's no chance of me today, then. I'm going the other way. And there's a lot of people who won't even go down that street because the dog is there. Well, guess what? God is there. And he's big. And so, so moreover, David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. A whole army and a king were stopped because God was too small in their sight. How do you make God bigger in your situations? I've got two great revelations. You may have a hundred. There may be others. These are mine. First thing you've got to do is declare the Lord to your situation. How do you do that? This thing right here. Not your opinion. Not what you think you want to happen. Not what you want to make happen. What the Word of God says about that situation. Declare this. Declare the Word of God. And again, it... It may not be a, I'm going to move that mountain scripture. It may be a, God, give me the strength and the wisdom and the understanding to overcome this. But get something in the word to stand on. Because by not doing this, this is just like the Israelites going to the edge of the promised land and saying, I got all the promises. There's my promised land, but I can't step in it because this problem is too big. And they, don't, they forget what God had already done. Do you forget the last time God delivered you? What do you do? And, and again, we're just like the Israelites. Oh, you brought us out of Egypt to die in the desert. At least we had some onions and had bad breath back there. 
We weren't starving to death. No. God is bigger. Step into your promised land. Make him big. He's bigger than what we make him so many times. And I'm as guilty as everybody. One of the most difficult times in our lives. We went through a, a really difficult time. It's one of those times where it was a spiritual battle. I couldn't get my hands on it. And I had to completely and totally trust the bigness of God to bring deliverance, to bring peace, to bring wholeness to this situation. Because I couldn't fix it. No matter how I tried, no matter what I did. And probably for me, the most humbling, frustrating, angering, heart-wrenching, broken time in my life was when I'm seeing one of my children go through something that I can't fix. But I've got to trust God will. And I want to tell you, God is faithful. It didn't happen the first time we prayed and fasted. It didn't happen the second time. Folks, it was some years. But we are winning and we've got the victory because our God is bigger than that circumstance. And He's no different for you. See, we need to get that attitude with the devil. How dare you? defile my God. And let me take the power that God has given me and smack you down. So the first thing is you need to declare the Lord to your situation. The second one, you know, that word anger, let's talk about that for a minute. People think, well, I can't get angry. Well, you're wrong. Yeah, you get angry. I'm in this, you know, of course, every time I get angry, well, it's a spiritual anger. <laughs> no, not really. A lot of times it's flesh. Amen. But we're, when we're talking about anger, we're talking about that rise up in the spirit thing instead of just laying down like a doormat. And, and this is something that really bothers me. You know, we're Christians, so we're just supposed to be doormats and turn the other cheek until somebody pounds us into the dirt, and it's okay, and we'll just be yeah. humble. Wrong-o. Wrong-o. Hey, I will turn the other cheek. You slap that one, it is on. <laughs> right. Right. It's okay to be mad at evil. It's okay to have an unrighteous in, uh, righteous indignation towards evil. And especially if it's coming to your house. You know, I mean, we could have been very passive with this situation. Well, God, if it's your will, ah, it's God's will that we're free. It says so. Read it up. Look it up. Stand on it. And this is what we stood on. You know what? Guess what I had to do? The flesh in me couldn't rise up and fix this. The spirit man had to rise up and say, enough. We are going to win this battle no matter what it looks like, sounds like, feels like. And let me tell you, hell came to our house. And that's what it looked like for a while. It looked like there was nothing about this we were winning. Huh. But guess what? The enemy is a liar. And we are watching the victory day by day by day by day by day. Because our God is bigger than that circumstance. So the second one, make the Lord big in every circumstance. Paul and Silas in Acts 16, and I won't read it all, I'll just tell you about it. The little demon-possessed girl that was going around fortune-telling, and Paul cast his demon out of her. And so these guys lied, telling people, the magistrates, that, hey, 
These guys are teaching us as Romans things that aren't lawful for us to be taught. That's a lie. What they're all shook up about is their money was gone, their profit. That's what it is. You start messing with people's money and they get shook up. By God, he's taking an extra offering. It's all about money at that church. It's all he wants is your money. You can keep your money. <laughs> you know, heaven forbid that we ask you to step out and do anything for anybody else. You know, wouldn't do that. I'm not afraid to take offerings at all, ever. I don't care. Because guess what? You are not my supply, and you are not the supply for this body. He is. And if you don't want to give, don't give. You'll be blessed accordingly. So I'd just as soon have all my finances, as much as I can, involved in the kingdom. That's another sermon for another day. But So they threw him in prison. Now understand that when these guys were in prison, it says the inner prison, in stocks. Oh, they were such bad guys. They had to be, I mean, this is maximum security. They were put guards around them. They did not have the Bible that was going to tell them there was going to be a supernatural jailbreak. They figured, well, we're going to die tomorrow. So what did they do? They weren't, oh, God, where are you? You forsake me. They say, well, God, you're bigger than a circumstance. What's the worst thing that can happen? Well, by tomorrow at this time, we'll be with you. Let's just praise our big God. And then all of a sudden, things started shaking. When you get to the point where God is big, you make God big in your circumstances, oh, you watch things start to shake. They start to roll a little, rattle a little, and then pretty soon, all things are shaking loose, and people are saying, what's going on? But you know what the best part of that scripture was? It said, all the chains of the people around fell off. Because of your faith and your bigness of your God, he showed his goodness even to those that were imprisoned with them. And I'm telling you, that's what it's about. The power of God on display. And you know, don't, don't be afraid. Sometimes we think that we're afraid to put God on the spot. I don't want to pray for healing for anybody because what if they don't get healed? But what if they do? But what if they don't? But what if they do? You know, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to sow seed into that person because I don't know, you know, what if you sow the seed? What do you got to lose? First of all, quit picking it up, hoggy. It's not yours. You know, I mean, give them the word of God. Help them, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, so, so now convince her that God's not big. Yeah, well, you know, God doesn't do that today. He doesn't heal. God, God does, that's, that, you know, you're, you're imagining things. Yeah. No, that's the thing. Ask yourself, how many times has God moved in your life and then try to convince you that it didn't really happen? I am watching God do things in in our lives. I am watching God do things in this body. I am watching God do things in this region. And you cannot deny what God is doing. But why then do we turn on the news and we shrink in fear? 
Things are falling apart. No kidding. Why do you think you're here? You're not going to run and hide from it, folks. If you can try, guess what will happen? It'll knock on your door and say, here I am. You're going to have to deal with it somewhere. As a military guy, this one in the army, I had no problem with us going and finding people in other countries and dealing with it there so it didn't come to our house. Same thing in the spiritual realm. Let's just deal with it. Because our God is bigger than the problem of our circumstance if we will allow him to be. And sometimes that takes faith because it doesn't happen as fast as we want it to. Again, a lot of times, and I'm as guilty as anybody, you know, we think we serve the Burger King. You pull up, you put your thing in your order in the squawk box, you pull up to the next window, and it better be there right, it better be right now, or I want it free. It took you three and a half minutes to get my coffee to me. I should, it should be free. Yeah, any, anytime you're doing anything with people, that's what, you know, I, I feel bad for contractors. Everybody wants it done yesterday, but they don't want to pay you for it, ever. You know? How big is God in your sight? Is he big enough to slay the giant? Or is he not big enough because we can't do it? I'm going to give you a statement that was a great revelation to me, and I'm going to close with this. At the end of yourself is the beginning of God. Unfortunately for me, because I'm a strong-willed, not-headed individual, I have to be physically and emotionally exhausted to come to myself to finally say, okay, God, is there anything you can do? Yep, just been waiting for you to shut up and sit down. And let God, it would be easier to go to him first and say, God, you're bigger than my circumstance, and I'm trusting you are going to work through it in whatever season or fashion that needs to be done. Sometimes it's a long season. Sometimes it's a short season. If I would have gotten sent out immediately after Bible school, I did some ministry stuff. But I remember, and I've told all of you this before, when I was out preaching, man, I could tell you how to raise your kids. Exactly what you should do, how they should act, what they should look like, what you should do, this, that, that. I didn't have kids, but I could tell you. Yeah, buddy. Then I had a child. And I'm almost sure that if I could find all those churches, I would go back to everyone and say, forgive me for my ignorance. I know nothing. You know, like Sergeant Schultz. I know nothing. I know nothing. I dated myself there. Hogan's Heroes, anyway. Knew nothing. You know? God knew the season. Oh, I had a desire. But, but let me tell you something. If the thing doesn't move right away, trust that God is big enough. Do you really believe, I'm, going to try, I'm trying to close, do you really believe that God wants the absolute best for you? If you believe that, then why do we have trouble being patient waiting for that? I don't know. I do. I struggle with that. Because, you know, I'm, I'm one of those. Man, I'm on a go, 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 100 miles an hour. It's got to be done. Blah, blah, blah. You know, my wife and I, we try to take a three-day vacation. I'm there 24 hours, man, and I'm just chomping at a bit. What, 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 wait, what, what? I'm supposed to be doing something. We got married. We went, we went out to Maine. We were supposed to be there like, what, a week, right? 
I was in there two days, and I was, there was no phones. There's no TV. There's no nothing. I'm like, I don't know what to do. What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? I mean, I've gone and looked in the water. We've gone for the walk in the wharf. We, you know, we, we fished for crabs. We went ahead. What do we do? We, it's time to go home. Let's go home. I don't know how to vacation. I've got to learn. Yes, please. God is big. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, listen, I, I've been, we went to, um, I was in Argentina. I think this was Mexico that one time, and we went hours and 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 hours into the, into the mountains. I mean, we could see the village right down there. It took us 12 hours to get to it because you went around and around and around to get to it. And so, and I'll tell you what, those people, you know what? We had to pray for the goat. They were begging, please pray for our goat, that our goat is sick and doesn't die. Because that's what they had for milk. That was a lifeline to them. And so let me tell you what, their faith, man, their faith, and the goat got healed. And, and you go into the mountains there, and we get on this bullhorn, and we say, hey, we're, you know, in Spanish, they're going to have a meeting at such, 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 such. I don't know where they come from. There's no houses anywhere. People come out of the woods, man, by the hundreds. And you are going to stay there and you are going to pray for every single person and they'll walk four hours home to get their baby and bring them back so you could be there eight hours waiting. We live in the greatest country in the world. Yes, we do. And God blessed this nation. And God is bigger than our circumstance. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity to share your word. and Lord, help us. Help us to see the bigness, the immensity of you, that in every circumstance, Lord, you love us and you want the best for us. And you are going to get us through every circumstance, whether you remove that circumstance or change us, but it will be done. And we thank you for that, Lord. And we stand on the promises of God that are yes and amen in this word, and you are bringing us into our promised land. And we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, God bless you guys. Give the Lord a hand clap. Have a beautiful Sunday afternoon. Yes, an announcement. I forgot one really important announcement. Um, um, Pastor Kenneth Copeland out of Texas is going to be at Living Word Church, Dr. Barkley's Church, this Wednesday at 7 o'clock. If you guys want to go on a road trip and go down, Kenneth Copeland is going to be in our neck of the woods. So please don't miss Midland. it in Midland. Yep. In Midland, Midland, Midland at Living Word Church, Dr. Barkley's Church, this Wednesday, 7 o'clock. So take All a right. road trip and be blessed. All right. Well, God bless you guys.